if you got your Bibles, turn with us to 1 Corinthians chapter number 9. While you're turning, let me say that, you know, on the way here, I got to feeling a little rough and I stopped by Temple and uh, I was going to uh, get my daughter to come with me and drive for me. And uh, uh, she said, well, she said, I'd be more than glad to go with you, Dad. She said, but Brother Marksman's been wanting to go with you. And, uh, and, you know, to preach. And I said, well, that's fine. He's my buddy anyhow. And so, Brother Marchman, I appreciate you coming with me. Now, uh, my son may not like it, me getting his members, but uh, you need to hear some good preaching anyhow. Amen. <laughs> I don't tell him I said that. Amen. <clears throat> All right. Got your place? Say amen. amen. Drop down to verse 24. This, uh, the message is going to cover, you know, all of chapter 9. Uh, and let me say this. I, uh, hey, I just seen that clock here, brother. And uh, you probably wondered the last time I was here, I didn't see no clock. And, and uh, I, I told my son, I said, I'm going to apologize to him. I, I mean, I didn't realize I'd preach so long. I, it's, it's hard to stop when you're enjoying yourself and having a good time. And, uh, I mean, man, you just bring the preach out of somebody. I told somebody the other day, I said, man, I done grow to love these people up here. And uh, they just uh, they just, just bring the preach out of you. And I, I was talking to my daughter, and uh, we had went up to some friends from a church down in Florida. They had come up, and we was in Birmingham, had uh, lunch and, or dinner, I guess. And we was on the way home, and... I got to talking about something about here, and she said, well, you preached an hour and a half. I said, do what? And uh, I said, well, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to apologize when I get back. I, I, you know, I mean, I've been preaching a long time. I pastored a long time, and if I told somebody to preach 10 minutes, that's what I expect, 10 minutes. If I tell him 30 minutes, I expect 30 minutes. And so uh, I, didn't, I, I, I didn't go over... On purpose, it just it just happened, <laughs> and uh, I try I try not to do it today. I, of course, I'm still a little bit a uh, little bit shaky, so you won't have to worry today. We'll be short and sweet today. I I'll be like that woman that married didn't marry seven husbands and said uh, you won't last long either. Amen. <laughs> and uh, so, all right, uh, drop down verse number twenty four. 1 Corinthians chapter number 9. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Let's pray. Father, thank you now for the word of God and I, I pray that you'd help me. You, you know my body, you know my weakness and I pray, Lord, where I'm the weakest, you'd make it stronger. 
Lord, you know the people here, and they come to get something from the Word of God, and the only way it could happen is, Lord, you just move in and you give that heavenly touch, and I pray you would. Thank you for these who come this way, and, and I know, Lord, I know, I've been in it a long time. I know there are so many other places they could be, but they rather chose to come and worship you, so bless their worship this morning, and Lord, we'll sure thank you for it. Bless the Word of God as it's been read. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I want us to look at this uh, this morning, and if I had a title for the message, uh, it would be, Why I Don't Want to Be a Castaway. Why I Don't Want to Be a Castaway. Now, from verse one to verse number six, I was telling you earlier that it's gonna cover the whole chapter, but it's, but it's gonna be quick, amen? And so, verse one through verse number six, Paul is defending his apostleship. Now, if somebody tells you that they're apostle so-and-so, don't believe it. The only way you can be an apostle is if you've seen the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's going to have to be a mighty old fella if he's going to be an apostle, amen? And so we find Paul here in verses 1 through verse number 6, he's defending his apostleship. And then verses uh, uh, 7 through 18, uh, he tells about paying the preacher. And uh, verse number 9, he tells him, he says, don't, uh, don't muzzle the ox's mouth, you know, that threads the wheat. He said, in other words, he's, uh, he's feeding you, uh, don't muzzle him. And that same way with preachers, preachers uh, I love you and preachers uh, preach to feed you uh, and so he said, don't muzzle them. In other words, uh, take good care of them there. And then he goes on down in verse number 27. And uh, I want to say every Christian is a potential. Listen to me carefully here this morning. Is a potential of becoming a castaway. Look at me this morning. There's not one in this building here this morning that don't have the potential of becoming a castaway. You say, preacher, man, I'd, I'd never let the Lord down. Be careful. Be careful. Uh, you say, preacher, why in the world are you saying such a thing? Why would you say that, 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 that we are potential of being a castaway? Because you're still in the flesh. You're still in the flesh, friend. And listen, till we get to heaven, listen, we've got this old flesh to fight. Uh, and uh, me and Brother Marksman was talking on the way up here, uh, the devil's fighting everything that you do. Amen? Somebody say amen right there. He's fighting everything you do, and he's got plenty of experience. He's been at it many years. Amen? And so, and so verse number uh, 27 tells us about, you know, everybody being uh, a potential of being a castaway. Now, your biggest enemy is you. Are you listening to me? Your biggest enemy is you. Uh, you need to stay in the word of God. You need to stay prayed up. You need to stay in church. Say amen right there. Listen, don't let the devil, you know, uh, uh, show you things that ought not to be and, and on and on and on. I mean, this is your church. Love your church. Stay in church. Don't let the devil talk you out of getting out of church. And so uh, your biggest enemy will be you. Now, let me share this with you. 
and uh, and we'll, and we'll get in it. I got thirty three minutes. I'm watching, brother. <laughs> I don't know for how long, but right now I'm watching. Uh, the word castaway. You say, preacher, what does the word castaway mean? It means aduculus. In the Greek, it means aduculus. Uh, let me explain what that uh, what that is. Now, <clears throat> in the 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 in the potter's house, when the potter would make clay, he'd make that clay and make that clay, and and uh, when he got through, if that clay uh, had a fault in it, he would tear it up and make it again. And he'd work on it, and he'd work on it, and he'd work on it for the second time. And when he got through, if it still had a flaw, he would do it one more time. And after that third time, if it came out to have a flaw in it, listen, he would, uh, he would throw it out the window and holler out a doculus or no good for nothing. Now, now, friend, I don't want to be a castaway. I don't want to be one that's been set on the shelf and and uh, one that's been thrown out, and for the Lord to say, uh, no good for nothing. I, I, listen, I want to be used as long as I can be used. I, I, I know I don't have the health that I've once had, but uh, for what little bit I've got, I want to use it for God. I don't want to be, listen, I don't want to be thrown on a shelf. Uh, I want to be used for God. And, and let, me, let me give you some reasons this morning, a, a couple reasons why I don't want to be a castaway. Why I don't want to be set on a shelf. If you write these things down, number one is because of my critics. I don't want to be a castaway because of my critics. Now, I don't want some jackleg to jump up and say, man, I've been trying to tell y'all there was nothing to him. I told y'all whenever he said he got saved uh, that he wouldn't mount anything. And, of course, to know who I was before I got saved, uh, you'd probably think he was half right. But listen, friend, that's been 50 years ago, and I'm still trucking, amen? Still working for God. And, and, uh, and, uh, but I'm saying I don't want to be a castaway because of my critics, because of those who's just waiting to, for me to mess up, just waiting for me to say something wrong, or just uh, for the one minute for me to be put on the shelf and not use for God. How sad that would be to become a castaway and let my critics, you know, talk about me like that. I hope there's no one here that thinks like that. If so, I hope I can prove you wrong, amen? And that ought to be every one of our desires this morning. Uh, verses one through verse number six shows that uh, Paul had critics. Uh, listen about his apostleship. Now, now, let me give you another here. Not just my critics, but listen, I don't want to be a castaway because of my converts. Because of my converts. You say, preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying that Paul said this five times. He said that I may gain, that he may win some. You know what Paul's desire was? That he might win just one more. Paul's desire was that, that God would give him that that he needed, uh, that he could just win one more to the Lord. And after he won another one, he wanted to jump on another one and another one. 
I don't want to be a castaway because, listen, uh, I, I pastored for 40 years, some 40 years, and my two churches I pastored, uh, uh, and listen, they was a lot of converts. And uh, my last church, I was there over 30 years, uh, and listen, uh, uh, they've been uh, probably, I'm thinking, 19 preachers that surrendered to preach under my ministry. Uh, uh, listen, uh, it would be heartbreaking for my converts to look at me uh, and say, what happened, preacher? Where'd you go wrong, preacher? Why are you on the shelf? Why did God cast you out and cry, Doculus? I don't want to, listen, I don't want to be a castaway because of my converts. Listen, my converts present and my converts in the future. I've got a lot of folk that I'd love to get saved, see saved, and, and, and I've, I know a lot of folk that I'd like to, to be one that would to be an inspiration to them that they could be saved. So I don't want to, listen, I don't want to be a, a castaway because of my converts. And, and thirdly, I don't want to be a castaway because of my comrades. You say, preacher, what in the world are you talking about? Well, Paul said, I am a debtor to the Jew, the Greek, and the barbarians. Now, now you know what a debtor is. Uh, you're probably making car payments or you're making house payments or you're making some kind of payment. Uh, you're a debtor. I mean, you owe somebody something. Paul said, listen, uh, Paul said here, he said, I am a debtor to the Jews, to the Greek, and to the barbarians. He's simply saying, I owe them something. Paul's saying, uh, listen, I owe them the right for me to stay right where I can get them right. He owed them. He's a debtor to them. Listen, friend in here, you're a debtor to your neighbor. You're a debtor to your friends. You're a debtor to your family. Uh, and listen, uh, uh, you need to stay right with God because you're a debtor. And uh, listen, your comrades, don't be a castaway. I don't want to be a castaway because of my church. When I moved up here, that was the that was the hardest thing I ever done. Brother Dustin, didn't you come down and help me move up here? My son, I come down with sarcoidosis, and uh, the doctor said I had to give up pastoring. I could still preach when I can. He said, but you can't pastor no more because of your lungs don't have but 40% lung capacity. I may not be that much now. And uh, he said, you're going to have to give it up. It broke my heart. I mean, I to I've told you all before preaching here that, man, I love my church. I mean, I love my people. Uh, most of them, I, I, I prayed into this world as babies, and I married them, and they've had babies. And and listen, for me to give it up, for me to, for me to uh, just have to leave them, it, it was like they were my babies, and I, it broke my heart. And, and my son and Brother Dustin and his brother, they come down, and we got a U-Haul. And uh, my son, he, uh, he told me, he said, uh, Dad, he said, now, you've been down here with Joe long enough. I want to get you up there with me for a while. <laughs> So I don't know if there's anything to that or not, but but uh, thank God that they come and got me and and uh, 
That's been, I don't know, probably 18 years ago, give or take, something like that. And when I left, the doctor only gave me two years to live 18 years ago. Somebody say amen right there. Hallelujah. If I, if I thought I could, I'd just jump with a jig right now. But y'all have to come get me, amen. But I'm telling you, friend, listen to me. I, uh, I, my church, I don't want to be a castaway because of my church down there. Can you imagine? Can you imagine all those? Listen, when I left, all the little ones, all the little kids, listen, that when I left, that's been 18 years ago to go back and, 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 and say, listen, I, man, I love y'all, but I, I can't preach no more. I've been put on the shelf. I, I messed up. I messed up, and I, I can't preach no more. Can you imagine what those kids would feel? Can you imagine what those mom and daddies would think? Listen, that I preached to for years and years and years, and, and listen, they, they paid me, they, they, they prayed for me, they, they believed in me, and now I've let them down. I don't want to be a castaway because of my church. I know it's not my church now, but it'll always be my church, and, and I don't want to be a castaway because of it, amen? Uh, I don't want to be a castaway because of my children. I don't want to be a castaway because of my children. Can you imagine? I'm going to get over here in case I fall. You can pick me up. Can you imagine me going to my son, who's, who's now my pastor, I mean, anytime I see, if he's in a, if he's in a restaurant somewhere, uh, I mean, you can ask anybody. I don't holler, hey, Malcolm. I say, hey, preacher. He's my preacher now. He's my pastor now. Boy, I love him. Doing a great job. We was talking on the way up here. Boy, he's got, I wish I had God on me like God's, God's on him. I tell you, he's doing a, a marvelous job. Well, God is through him. And uh, can you imagine, can you imagine me facing him? One that, that I fed and raised up, preached to, taught him right from wrong. And you see, my wife and I got saved before we ever had kids. We was married three years. God wouldn't let us have no youngest. I'm glad he didn't until... I mean, mean as I was, I ain't no telling what would have happened. But listen, he, he, wouldn't let, he wouldn't let us have no youngins until we got saved. Then he gave us three beautiful youngins. And, and I'm thinking about preaching to him, preaching to him, and trying to teach him right, and sending him to school, not to be a preacher, but to be a better preacher. And, and then for me to have to Brother Marksman, for me to have to go to him and say, say, son, I got some bad news. I messed up. I messed up. I can't preach no more. Now, now listen to me. You say, God will forgive you for anything, but I'm going to tell you, there's some things for a preacher that will disqualify you as a preacher. Now, there may be others that don't agree with that, and that's all right. If they can do it, hey, go for it. But if I understand the word of God right, and I, I believe I do, and that's why that Paul's saying there, I don't want to be a castaway. 
He don't want to be put on a shelf. And uh, so I, I don't want to be a castaway because of my children. And then I don't want to be a castaway. Boy, this is a main one here because of my companion. <clears throat> my wife, she would be sitting right there if she wasn't sick. She got sick Friday from the virus that I had, that stomach virus. And that's why she's not here today. And uh, I couldn't imagine. We've been married 51 years. 51 years. We've been saved. We've been saved 50 years. We've been together praising the Lord for 50 years. I was her pastor for some 40 years. I preached to her. I loved her. I showed her that I loved her. I'd buy her them sweet things when I had the money. I, I know that one job that I had, that my boss, he had, a, Dustin, he had, a, he had one of them big chain link fences. It was probably 18 foot, and he had it. It was all solid roses on it. And I mean, it was them, I don't know what the name of them was, but man, they were big red roses. And that whole chain link fence in front of the office, uh, you know, was roses. And every afternoon when I'd knock off work, I don't care where I was working, I made it uh, a, a pass by that office, steal me a rose. I'd take that rose to my wife. And you know what? Today, she still reminds me about those roses that I'd bring her. I'd bring her that, man, I love that woman. I mean, she has put up with me. I know that I'm not very hard to get along with, but, uh, but she's put up with me. I can't imagine. Marshman, I can't imagine looking her in the face saying, honey, I love you, but I messed up. Messed up. Man, what a heartbreak. All these years we've loved one another and prayed for one another. Now I've got to tell her, I messed up. Can't preach no more. I mess, brother, I messed up. Can't preach no more. Because of my comrades and because of my companion. And then I'm going to wind this thing down. I, I'm, we get out early today. I don't want to be a castaway because of my call. Are you listening to me? Well, I got, you know, well, that's a silly question. I know you know that we're in a race for president and that's all you see on television. I don't know who comes on the most, the presidential race or, or Medicare. I told my wife, I said, I'll be glad when December gets over with where Medicare is. Shut up. Ever. I mean, ever, ever, everything. Medicare, boy, you got, you got just a certain why. Man, leave me alone. If I want this, I'll get this. If I want that, I'll get that. But, uh, but uh, a call, I've got a, I've got a special call from God. And the presidential race, I mean, 
Brother Marksman, I've got a higher call than if they was to say, you be the president of the United States. I've got a higher calling than what that is. Are you listening to me? They can say, you can be president of the United States. I say, oh, no, I don't have time. I've got a bigger call than that. Amen? I, I, I don't want to be a castaway because of my call. Now, watch this. Romans chapter 11, verse 29. For the gifts and calls of God are without repentance or irreversible. Now, let me share this with you. I don't know if we've got any other preachers here or not, but you know whenever God calls a man to preach, listen to me, when God calls a man to preach, it's a lifetime thing. Whether he messes up or not, it's a lifetime thing. It's like salvation. When God saved you, he saved you for good. I couldn't lose it if I wanted to lose it, and I don't. I mean, the devil can't take it. I know he would if he could. That's what I was going to preach on this morning. God, give me something that the devil wants, and I keep saying, devil, you can't have it because my father gave it to me. <laughs> I'm going to preach on that next time I come, the Lord willing. I was going to do it this morning, but the Lord wouldn't let me. But, uh, but my call, listen, that call, that call there is irreversible. Now, let me help you to understand what I'm saying. I might, I might do something to mess my life up where I can't preach no more, but that call is still inside. I've still got that calling from God inside. Though that I may be set on a shelf, though that I can't preach no more, I've still got that urge. I still got that want to. There was this, there was this two preachers went into a place of business. And the businessman, when they came in, went up to the front door and took the sign open and turned it around and where it said close. And for about 25 minutes, that, uh, that store owner, he was a preacher but he messed up, couldn't preach no more. But when those two preachers come in, he locked the door behind them, and for about 20 minutes, he just let her rip. Then shut his Bible, went back to the front door and turned the thing back around. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying he still got that want to. He still, it's no wonder, it's no wonder there's so many preachers falling off the deep end because they mess up, but they still got that calling and they know they can't do anything about it. They've messed their lives up. And God set them on a shelf. I don't, friend, listen to me. I don't, I don't want to be a castaway because, because of my calling. I've got a high calling and, and I don't want to mess it up. I don't, I don't want to do anything that would, that would cause me not to be able to stand here and proclaim the word of God to you. Verse 25 talks about a crown. Wouldn't it be a sad thing? Wouldn't it be a sad thing 
when we stand before God. You see, the Bible speaks about five different crowns. Wouldn't it be a sad thing for when we, when we, you know, when God calls us home, we're going to have to stand before the judgment seat and be judged. And I can see, I can see these, these people ahead of me. They're laying their crowns down at the feet of Jesus because he's the one that fixed it where they could have them. And they're just giving them back to him. How would you feel if you was a castaway? Oh, you're saved. Oh, you're in heaven. But you've been put on a shelf and you come up before Jesus and you have no crowns to lay at his feet. Oh, you talk about heartbreaking. Not to have a crown. Not to have something to lay at the feet of the one who saved me by his marvelous grace. And then I'll close with this thought here. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to be a castaway because of my Christ or my Lord. I'm just trying to keep it literated, Christ. One day we're going to face him I don't know about you, but I don't want to face him being a castaway. I don't want to have to face him. The one died for me. Think of this. He was born, put in a stable, wrapped in swaddling clothes, Raised by Mary and Joseph. Twelve years old, he began to be about his father's business. Then 33 and a third years, he came to do what he was born to do. That's to die for you and for me. When he went to die, Folk, I, I'm not even going to try to proclaim what it was like for him, how they beat him and pulled out his beard. And You know what? I was thinking about that one day, about plucking his beard out. Man, I don't know about y'all, but man, I don't like to shave with a dull razor. <laughs> Pulling that, listen, pulling that beard, trying to shave in it, pulling that beard. Think about Jesus. They plucked it out and they beat him, spit on him, took those cat of nine tails. I don't know if you know what that is or not, but that's a, that's a whip. It's got nine tails on it that's got glass and all kind of stuff. Each one of them's got something different on it. And every time they would hit him with that cat of nine tails, listen, blood would fly. Now listen to me. He didn't deserve it. He didn't do nothing wrong. He just come to die that you might live. 
Brother Marksman, I don't want to have to stand before him and look him in the eye and knowing that he put me on a shelf because I didn't honor him and love him and do what I was supposed to do for him. Oh, I can't, I can't even imagine it. I don't want to be a castaway, do you? I don't, listen, I don't want to be one that, that, uh, that the potter, the great potter, would throw on the shelf and say a doculus or no good for nothing. I want to be a tool for him. 